10 to 1, episode 70. Top 10 Comedians. the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Melissa Kozer. And I'm Brian Kozer. Today we're going to be talking about stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedians. Which a few on this list are not actual stand-up comedians. But uh, close enough. They're still really funny people. Uh, they're still monologuing. Humorous monologues. That counts. Mostly I just didn't want to have any... Uh, written comedy i guess any yeah. any people that just wrote funny jokes or people that i don't know did skits yeah that are funny uh just kind of separating separating out from that more of the uh getting up in front of people doing some sort of monologue and bit of improv yeah yeah i mean i think a lot of them are are really well prepared Right. And they just do it so well that it seems like they're they're improvising or doing it off the cuff. But I'm sure there's some Im- improvisation of, there as well. Yeah. As well as a lot of hours of practice. Yeah. So, let's see. Is there anything you want to say about how you made your list? For the most part, um, the lowest ones on my list are, like, they're not as funny. But, that I mean, the fact that they made the list means... They're still really funny, okay? So don't read too much into that. <laughs> I just think that the ones near the top of the list are the funniest. Um, mm-hmm. And then the ones near the top of the list are the ones that I quote the most as well. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, when you've got a lot of lines that are just so memorable and they really stick out, uh, that to me is a really good sign as a comedian. Right. Okay, yeah, and I, we should mention we both made our own lists, but because we knew we were going to have... A lot of crossover. Yeah, we, and we ended up having, I think, seven out of ten crossovers, so we just uh, combined our lists into one. And we can give honorable mentions at the end for ones that were on our list that didn't make our combined list. Let's see, I guess we should say that we're not giving a blanket endorsement for all of the, all of the material that yes. all these people have done, so uh, you can't... Uh, just necessarily go <laughs> onto YouTube and watch all of their videos and expect it to be completely family friendly. Uh, you're just Don't gonna... write in and say you guys have awful senses of humor. I can't believe that you listen to so and so and think he's funny. Right. Uh, so... You may have clicked on the wrong video of his. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you're just going to have to do, do your own research. We're not going to be able to just tell you which ones you should should not listen to from them. So, sorry, I can't do that. And the other thing is I I feel like I can separate out the actual person from their comedy same with Actors, an actor yeah. or an athlete. I'm I'm not really I don't really care about their politics or care about, you know, maybe this person, uh, you know, commit some crime or I'm not going to hold these people up as a role model for my child. Right. All this is top for, 10 role models. Exactly. Top 10 I'm good people that are funny. Somebody who's going to make me laugh. Right. So 
Uh, so also bear that in mind. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's about it. Yeah. So let's uh let's get into it, and we'll we'll uh, give our comedians give some jokes that we thought were funny. So uh, Melissa, why don't you start with number ten? Well, our number 10 ended up being Steve Martin. He mm-hmm. is also an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, that's one of my more favorite funny movies. Uh, <laughs> he's on there, and he's pretty funny. Yep. And apparently... He plays more the straight character in that yeah. In that movie. but uh, He's still kind of funny all the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, apparently he's a comedian. I hadn't realized yeah. that. And... Yep. He is really goofy on stage. Yeah. And so one of my favorite parts uh, of the what hour-long show that he did that's on YouTube. Uh, Which at one we point haven't seen the whole thing of. Yeah. But at one point he's doing like this kind of funny fake accent. And he's like... <laughs> he's the, I'm a wild and crazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so he says... Uh, people come up to me. They ask, what kind of girls do you want to meet? One with a head on her shoulders. I hate necks. And then he <laughs> scrunches his neck down into his shoulders. <laughs> that way, if we go into a restaurant, every head turns. Except hers. She has no neck. <laughs> yep. Yeah, another one that I liked from him was he's still doing that that kind of silly character. I'm the kind of guy who likes to have his own special scent. <laughs> Not to smell like every other guy. I like to have my own individual odor. That's why I wear tuna fish sandwich. I put a tuna fish sandwich under each arm. Maybe one or two behind the ears. I don't smell like any other guy. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, super goofy and a good amount of, of physical physicality. Yeah. Oh He's my running goodness. around and... It's exhausting watching Juggles him. and yeah. plays the banjo. And He's got some Stuff some like that. Talents. Dances. And so, yep, not probably maybe the one on the list that we've seen the least of, but... Uh, he was, was pretty funny to was watch. Was cracking us up. Yep. So, and that one's I think on the list completely from my list. I, don't, I think that was one that we did not he have. He was an honorable mention for yeah, me. There you go. So that's our number ten, Steve Martin. Yeah. All right, on to number nine, and one from that was uh, an honorable mention for me, but completely on your list, and that is Tim Hawkins, the Christian comedian, and. Uh, I think he he plays a lot at at churches or or uh, Christian conferences that kind of thing. I want to go to one of his shows sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could probably do that sometime. And uh, has a YouTube channel where he he has uh, silly parody songs and and silly YouTube videos. Um, but uh, I don't know, kind of observational humor, I guess. Just talks about a lot of different things, Christian things, uh, just uh, regular life things. He does a lot of things with music plays his guitar and and sings uh, song parodies. So one of the uh, bits that I like from him is when he's making fun of the Christmas song, Do You Hear What I Hear? (laughs) And says, think about that song, it's psycho. Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy. I think the shepherd boy's been in the field a little too long. He's talking to the sheep. (laughs) Bah. 
Really? Well, we better tell the Mighty King. (laughs) And it gets worse. They go to the Mighty King. A child, a child, shivers in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. How about a blanket? How about some soup? Child shivering in the cold. Throw some gold on him. He'll be fine. <laughs> so kid's got pneumonia, but he's loaded. Yep. So that's one of my one of my favorite bits from him. What about you, Melissa? Well, I'm not gonna go completely verbatim like you just did. But one of my favorite parts is he's talking about how he got asked to sing at a friend's wedding, and the guy's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'd like you to sing while while the bride's marching down the aisle." Thanks, man. I'm flattered. When is the wedding? In two weeks. <laughs> yeah, my other singer backed out. <laughs> the person I preferred. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you like me to play? Oh, anything you want. And part of me is going, oh, man, you shouldn't ask me to do this. And the other part is going, I can make this a wedding that no one will forget. Because, <laughs> man, there are a lot of songs out there that you really shouldn't sing at a wedding. And then he starts playing his guitar and singing. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Nice. <laughs> and he does some other songs like that. It's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of music in his in his comedy. I guess both of the ones we mentioned had to do with music. So. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Tim Hawkins a lot. He's he's a good bridge, I think, uh, between the Christian world and the, the secular world. <laughs> Secular, blah, secular world. Yeah, so that's our number nine, Tim Hawkins. Moving on to, so our number eight is a Pakistani man named Kumail Nanjiani. That's right. And he says a lot of funny things. Uh, (laughs) One of my favorite instances is when he's talking about racism (laughs) and how uh, sometimes people say racist things to him, like, go back to India. And first of all, he's never been in India. And so he always says, oh, you want me to take a nice vacation? <laughs> sure. Uh, but then he says, I want the racist to get in trouble so that I can save them. Uh, they'll be all surprised that I did this for them. So they'll be like, Hey, go back to India, and then, ah, wolves! <laughs> and I come in, and I fight off the wolves, and they're like, why did you Why did you save us after we called you, after we were racist toward you? And then I say, that is the way of my people. <laughs> but what I really can't stand about racism is the inaccuracy. People say, go back to India, and I think, he's an idiot. But... If they were actually to do the research, it would be worth it. If they were to yell at me, go back to Pakistan, which was part of India until 1940, I think. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. I'll pack my bags. <laughs> so he's he's able to kind of laugh at himself a little like that. And he's funny. That's That's one of the things I like about him. Yeah, my favorite joke from him is when he talks about... Uh, the first time that he remembers crying, like it was, I was watching that cartoon, The Ugly Duckling. Have you all seen that? That cartoon, The Ugly Duckling? And who hasn't felt like an ugly duckling as a child? 
And so I was just, I was watching and all the other ducks were being mean to the ugly duckling. And so I was just crying and crying and my stomach hurt. And then my mom, she didn't say to me, it's not beauty on the outside that matters, Kumail. It's beauty on the inside. No, she didn't do that to help make me stop crying. She said, ducks can't talk. Plus, those ducks don't exist. Someone drew that. <laughs> and and then he goes on and uh, talks about how uh, his parents let him uh, watch movies that they probably shouldn't have let him watch. Like, when I was eight, they let me rent Elephant Man. Like, I thought he was a superhero. Elephant Man, he has the strength of 20 men. No, <laughs> that's not true. He has the sadness of 20 men. <laughs> and so he's talking about watching this movie Elephant Man, which is a guy with elephant titus on his head, and uh, so really uh, deformed, right? Deformed man, and how he's watching that at eight years old. And and then I got to the end. I turned to my mom and said, "Good things movies are fake, right, mom? Actually, no. This one is real. It's a real disease. Anyone could get it. Good night." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he. Uh, I don't know. We haven't probably seen enough of him to to know what his overall style is but i guess kind of a dry sarcastic kind of humor and right. uh yeah um he made a movie <laughs> that we're interested in watching oh, yeah, called the, the big sick the big sick yeah. yeah that was pretty popular i guess so we'll have to check that out at some point so that is our number seven eight that is our number eight well, it's kind of hard because right. all of these were, uh, the way we did it, pretty much ended up in the same spot. We just had to jigger them around a little bit. Our number seven is David Mitchell, a British comedian. Uh, he had a television show, and uh, what we know him best from is his YouTube series where he just does little... Soapbox, soapbox rants. Right, his little, little rants, uh, very dry British humor. And uh, one one that we both like is where he, he kind of takes people to task for using the word passion. I love this one. Uh, way too much and, you know, makes the point that uh, passion is, you know, really strong emotion. And people are just saying uh, passion about uh, tax, yeah. about, uh, you know, doing your taxes, things like that. Are they really passionate about that? And so, uh, and he also says... The passion that burns over at Essie up Upholstery is a simpler one, perhaps a nobler one. They are quite simply passionate about sofas. Not about great art or terrible injustice or even fine food and wine. No, at SES Upholstery, we are passionate about sofas, they tell us. Cheek aflame with emotion. <laughs> and we hope you will be too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, that kind of... That kind of humor. What what did you have from David Mitchell, Melissa? Uh, I think our second favorite of his soapboxes is uh, the Atkins diet and how people are talking about how, yeah, you can have all the meat and protein you want except for the carbs. And then, you know, they get into the diet and uh, they're loving it. They get to have all the meat that they want. You know, they don't have to cut back on that. But, oh, wait, I forgot that... Uh, this still is a diet, and it's not as wonderful as I thought it would be. So here's what he says. 
Oh, they treat it as kind of a classic genie in the bottle. The genie has got me. He <laughs> promised me oh, I could have all the meat and eggs I wanted and still get thin. But it turns out I can't have any bread. And of course, meat and eggs are useless without bread and potatoes. Who would have thought it? I would have thought it. Any fool would have thought it. I would have thought. <laughs> yep, that is a really good one, too. Yeah, he expresses things that we hadn't thought about, but <laughs> when you think about it, you're like, yeah, that's exactly how we feel. And he does it with eloquence. And so that's our number seven, David Mitchell. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's done any traditional stand-up comedy, but uh, this is close enough. It's a humorous monologue, like we are talking about before, so... Close enough. All right, moving on to number six. This one was one of your favorite guys. It's true. Stephen Wright. I don't think he made it onto your list. No, he didn't. I mean, he's funny, but his his delivery is is pretty special. His he, delivery is part of it. He gives it all in this very flat, emotionless voice. Yep, very monotone. With a deadpan expression. Yep, almost never smiles stares at you yeah and he's much more so some of these comedians like there's there's one i'm specifically thinking of that we're going to get to in a bit likes to tell stories and it's very funny stories or david mitchell you could say is he sort of um works in these long monologues that build on each other and then others tell short funny stories or or they have short jokes but then stephen wright is basically just one-liner after one, one sentence after, jokes yeah. yeah one after another so yeah a, a very absurd humor uh and it's good it yeah it wasn't my top 10 yeah but. so what's your what's your Stephen wright joke but one of my favorite parts uh one of my favorite jokes that he does is i was hitchhiking and a big truck pulled up and was pulling a bunch of cars and he stopped and he picked me up but he said and there isn't room in the cab for you. You'll have to ride in one of the cars that I'm pulling. So I got into one of the cars in the back, and apparently one the driver was really big into picking up people. He picked up 19 other hitchhikers. We each had our own car. Then the driver went 90 miles an hour, and we all got speeding tickets. <laughs> yep, yep. Since I'm the one that put him on the list... And since it's 10 to 1, and since his jokes are so short, I picked oh, wow, my, my 10 head. favorite Stephen Wright jokes. So here we go. <clears throat> it's a small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. Every morning I get up and make instant coffee, and I drink it so I have the energy to make real coffee. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo over my whole body of me, but taller. <laughs> I, I called the wrong number today. I said, hello, is Joey there? A woman answered and she said, yes, he is. And I said, can I speak to him, please? She said, no, he can't talk right now. He's only two months old. I said, all right, I'll wait. <laughs> I was cesarean born. Can't really tell. Although whenever I leave a house, I go through the window. Wow. <laughs> I went to a place to eat said breakfast at any time so i ordered french toast during the renaissance wow <laughs> i used to work in a fire hydrant factory you couldn't park anywhere near the place 
I was sad because I had no shoes until I met a man who had no feet. So I said, got any shoes you're not using? (laughs) I was in the grocery store. I saw a sign that said pet supplies. So I did. Wow. (laughs) The last one. When I was a little kid, we had a sandbox. It was a quick sandbox. I was an only child. Eventually. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. He's he's long been one of my favorites, for sure. So, anything else you want to add for him? For Stephen Wright before we move on? I think we've pretty accurately portrayed him. Very good. So that's our number six, Stephen Wright. Move on to our number five, who you put on the list, James Veach. Just recently discovered him. (laughs) He's pretty great. Yeah, I I remember seeing something about him a while ago. I think his his one big thing uh, that he uh, got notoriety for or got attention for was he started replying to spam emails and and writing funny emails back to them and trying to draw it out for as long as possible and then uh he'd give talks where he would like read their email exchanges and uh i mean he's a he's a pretty funny pretty funny guy yeah. he has the the british accent and uh the really big eyes really innocent uh, expression right earnest Right, uh, but with a, with a, a sneaky uh, kind of rascally side to him. Yeah. So, uh, so yep, had heard about that, and then, um, and then Melissa, I think you had you had seen a, a video from him on Facebook or something. Uh, yeah, somebody I forget who it was sent me uh, his video about ducks and how he pranked his flatmate. Mm-hmm. And after that, I just dove down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Pulled you with me. Yeah, and- so I, uh, his, it's not really, like, we'd have to read the entire, or we'd have to, like, retell his entire five-minute story or whatever to... Because it really builds on its... Right, right. For all, for all of his things, it's, um, you know, building on it, usually some something visual, some visual aids as well, so... I'm uh, not gonna tell any of his jokes. He's again not a not really a stand-up comedian. Uh, just tells funny stories. But uh, yeah, go check him out. They're on YouTube. Yeah, I think one of my favorite scam emails that he replied. Uh, it has the title for the video is "Toaster Scam a Lot." <laughs> yeah, so that's a go good one. check that one out. So that's our number six, James Beach. Number five, James Veach. <laughs> so moving on to number four. Yeah, and these four, these were the clear yeah, uh, yeah. between the two of us with how we ranked them uh, clearly ahead. Uh, three of them especially are, are high on both of our yeah. lists and, and one of them very high on your list. So yeah. number four. All right, well, this comedian we encountered on our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. We were up in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, in our log cabin. Yep. And it was evening, and the cabin actually had a, a video. Uh, VHS VHS tape. tape that we popped into the VCR. Thought, okay, well, let's just see what this is. And it's Victor Borga. Mm-hmm. Doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. And he's a, a really accomplished pianist. Mm-hmm. And I guess he 
did tours. He's passed away by now. Yeah, but, the Danish uh, musician. Yeah, and he would he would go around and uh, do shows and talk and play, and uh, yeah. he'd have other people, other musicians in as part of his act. And uh, just for his skills alone, you should watch. <laughs> but he's also really funny, too. Yep. And at one part, uh, he's talking about how Mozart wrote an opera, uh, and but he put Salieri's name on it. Uh, we all know that it was Mozart that wrote it, but you can imagine what kind of an opera it is if Mozart wanted Salieri to get the credit for it. <laughs> it's in one act only. It begins with a 45-minute intermission <laughs> because it's such a short opera. On the stage are two large trees, one on this side and one on the other end of the, the platform, and they indicate a small forest. In comes the tenor, uh, and he's looking for the soprano, but she hasn't come on stage yet, and so he can't find her, and so he hides behind a tree in order to surprise her when she does come on stage. And in comes the soprano, but she can't find him because he's hiding behind the tree. And so she decides to go behind the other tree in order to surprise him when he comes on stage. So now they're both hiding behind the trees and we have a bit of a problem. Now the chorus comes in. Nobody knows why except Mozart and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of his stuff just builds on each other. Uh but his yeah. his bit about Mozart's opera is really great stuff. And mm. I love it. You should definitely check That's it out. That's a funny one. <clears throat> she comes out and doesn't doesn't know where he's hiding. But of course she did does because she saw it in the rehearsal. Either that or she's just plain stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh he was Danish. So uh, English wasn't his first language, but he was uh, very good with wordplay and pointing out different funny things about English. He had a a bit called inflationary language where uh, all of the numbers, like if there's a number inside a word like uh, tenderloin has 10 at the beginning. So he'd say, well, with inflation, it makes numbers go up. So we should do that with our language. So instead of tenderloin he'd say and the levenderloin and so he does this whole story where he talks about instead of i ate an eleven i ate a tenderloin with my fork i nined an levenderloin with my fife and and goes instead through that whole one thing of my forefathers two of my five fathers right or, or uh another one that he does is uh, a verbal punctuation where he reads a story and you know, every time it comes to a period he makes up sound and, and does different sounds for the punctuation and and that one's really funny uh he does some that you have to watch uh because of the the physical uh comedy that he's doing with the piano and uh yeah he's definitely worth checking out and uh, especially if you like piano music you can uh sit back and enjoy some nice music and then laugh about his jokes as well all right, so that is our number four. Moving on to number three, and this is the one that I, I had lower on my list. You had really high on your list. Uh, quite high, in fact. Was This, this was your number one, yeah. I believe. 
Our number three, Bill Cosby. And uh, yeah, so another another uh, one where his style is uh, stories, uh, very observational humor, talks about uh, being a parent a lot. Able and see the humor answers. Yeah, just, just uh, everyday things like going to the dentist. He's very relate- relatable, I feel, <laughs> with the stories that he comes up with. Right, he sent, sort of does the everyman character and... Uh, uh some of some of his you can tell he put a lot of time and and a lot of of work into in the way he way he tells these very involved stories um there's one that i i can remember uh, i can remember listening to some of these in high school with uh a friend a high school friend josh uh, had had some of them probably on tape i guess or on cd and uh <laughs> uh, he was talking about how a pacifist fights. And, uh, someone comes up behind and says, "Give me your dough," and the pacifist he he turns around and he grabs him and he starts and he gives him a right on the left and he rips out his right arm and he rips out his left leg and he puts the arm where the leg was and he puts the leg where the arm was and he rolls him up into a ball and he throws him on the ground and jumps up and down on him and then walks away passively. So. I just remember that part. I don't remember the, <laughs> the overall joke, but uh, yep, uh, pretty funny guy. Uh, what what do you have from him, Melissa? Well, from him, I've got the part where he's sitting down, he's watching TV, and up comes <laughs> his seven year old daughter, and he says, "Hey, daddy." <laughs> Taps on his shoulder, tap, 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 and just keeps tapping away until finally he's like, "What?" Huh. What are you watching? I'm watching Gunsmoke. <laughs> well, I-, I want to watch Fru-Free the Dog. No, you can't watch Fru-Free the Dog. I'm watching Gunsmoke. <laughs> but, Dad, I want to watch Fru-Free, Fru-Free the Dog. You can't watch Fru-Free the Dog. Because he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) And it gets better. So then the child goes to her mother. And the mother's in the kitchen. She's cooking. And this is perfect timing. They always come to you when you're in the middle of something and you don't want to be bothered. And she says, Mommy, I want to watch Fru-Free the dog. And the mother says, Well... Your father's watching something, isn't he? Points for me. The mother has spoken. <laughs> then the child says, But I watched it, and there's drowning kittens on Gunsmoke. <laughs> so now I'm stuck watching Frufri the dog. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I just like how he's able to take the stage of life that we're in and make it funny. And in fact, we watched we watched something the other night, uh, several excerpts of his mm-hmm. on parenting, and it was it was chicken soup for this mother's soul. <laughs> so that is our number three, Bill Cosby. Number two, and these these top two were super high on mm-hmm. both of our list. Yeah, this is my number yeah. two. Your number three. Yeah. Or number, number two, two actually. Us. Number two for both of us, maybe. Yeah. 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 Yep. Number two. Jim Gaffigan. 
And again, he's able to take uh, all sorts of different things and uh, point out the humorous side, things that you didn't normally think about. But when he's talking, I think that's the real mark of a great comedian is they're able to just take the everyday and really point out how funny everyday life can be. <laughs> and so one of my favorite parts is when he's talking about cake. And he says, cake can actually bring people together. Guy comes up to me and he says, it's Bill's birthday. I hate that guy. There's cake in the conference room. Well, I should say hello. <laughs> and you know, we've all felt that way. Somebody, we don't really care about their birthday. Oh, there's cake. Okay, maybe I'll go. Oh, I should at least say hello. Exactly. <laughs> we rationalize it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jim Gaffigan has the sort of dad persona, sort of the average American dad kind of character where he's, you know, a bigger guy and has children and, you know, he... He doesn't doesn't like to uh, <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't like to go camping, and he he likes to eat bacon and uh, different things like that. He'll, he'll talk about food a lot, and uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorites from him is uh, he's, yeah he's talking about camping and goes through this whole thing about you know happy camper. Why why do we say that? We only we only ever say that sarcastically. You know who the happy camper is? guy that's going home he gets to take a shower and then he's talking about camping outside and there's wildlife and uh and uh even camping in a place where there's bears like i got a pamphlet that said you're supposed to play dead play dead who came up with that maybe the bears play dead cover yourself in honey climb on a large white plate don't try to run from us i mean the bears <laughs> so uh yep yep we've we've enjoyed enjoyed his humor very uh very everyman observational humor again and uh yeah like like the the silly character he does the the silly voices that he does and i don't know he seems like the kind of guy that uh you just run into at the grocery store yeah you know, muttering sarcastic or muttering things under his breath or <laughs> or that you just uh he'd be on a porch swing in front of cracker barrel making funny remarks so. right so that's our number two jim gaffigan and then our number one uh, is my number one and your number three i believe uh so uh jim gaffigan and and this guy could i guess be co-number ones uh, because of how we ranked them, but number one, Brian Regan, and first heard him in college, and listened to a ton of his of his uh, stand up comedy, and uh, he's I don't know he's <laughs> his stuff is so memorable. Yeah, very memorable. You he can listen to it over and over. His his jokes are so good. Uh, he talks about again. Uh, uh, like Jim Gaffigan and, and some of the others, everyday kind of things. And he, uh, you know, has different kind of shticks. Like he has the I'm dumb shtick where he, you know, has different 
different funny things that happen because he's he's pretending like he's dumb and um uh you know he'll he'll make fun of different people for for things that he finds odd uh let's see he is one of the funniest uh physically i think oh, of yeah. the people on our list like just looking down the list um yeah i'd say probably him and steve martin would be the funniest if you watched on mute if you just watched the them right. running around and not even actually saying anything would still be pretty funny. Right. When I was first in college and I heard Brian Regan's monologues, yeah, I thought they were funny. And then uh, <laughs> the very first time that I got to see them on YouTube, they were so much more funny. Right. Yeah. The His the facial expressions, the, the eyebrows, the yeah. yeah, running around, and <laughs> so one of the. One example of of uh, a joke that I like of his is he's talking about uh, being at the store and like I, I was at the store and I, I I just saw something that I just don't understand peanut butter and jelly both in the same jar like now I'm lazy but I'd like to meet the guy who needs that he's like I could go for a sandwich but I've got to open two jars. I can't be opening and closing all kinds of jars, cleaning who knows how many knives. <laughs> I mean, at that point, why don't you just put croutons in the jar? Just have, have a sandwich on your spoon. Mmm, scrumptious. I will have a second. Ooh, delectable, as was the first. <laughs> or just go, go all the way, put in a squeeze bottle. Don't even have to clean the spoon. Lunch with no cleanup. Mmm. Can life get any better? I submit that it cannot. <laughs> Many of our quotes have come from Brian Regan, I realized. Yep. Yeah, one of my favorite things is he's talking about how uh, he had some really big stomach pains and ended up, he was like, well, I don't know if this is something that you should call 911 over. I mean, I'm not on the floor dying you know out of breath or whatever so i drove myself to the emergency room and i got there and they don't have valet parking that's not the greatest oversight in the world <laughs> so i'm driving around looking for a parking spot i see one and there comes somebody else up can i park there i'm dying i'm dying too <laughs> okay i'll go up a level <laughs> so then he gets inside and and the doctors and nurses, they ask you the most condescending question. What seems to be the problem? <laughs> it seems that everything on my inside wants to be on my outside. But I'm no doctor. <laughs> Just his, his sarcastic poking at, at things that we've all felt, you know. We've all felt annoyed with uh, what seems to be the problem no it's not that it seems there is a problem doctor don't you go implying what seems to be the problem <laughs> uh i think that's one of the things that just makes brian regan such a master comedian is that he takes things that we all identify with and makes them funny even moments of pain in his life <laughs> he can make yep all right why don't you hit us with your your three that were on your list that didn't make it onto our combined top ten. Or maybe it was just two. I think I ended up only having two. Okay. Yeah. Yes, same for me, too. Yeah. 
So the two that I just recently discovered, and I think they're pretty funny, uh, are Gabriel Iglesias, and he does some great impressions. Uh, his sound effects, he are spot on. He he mimics a car motor. It sounds like a car <laughs> motor. Uh, he imitates a black lady, and his voice for her is terrific. Uh, so yeah, uh, his impressions are pretty great, but the stories that he tells are funny too. And then the other one is Jerry Seinfeld. I've only <laughs> watched a few little clips of him, but I was very familiar with the name. And so I'm interested in watching more of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So those were the two that would have otherwise made my list. Yep, yep. The two on mine, Jerry Seinfeld as well. And then a little bit higher than him, Mitch Hedberg, who's very similar to Stephen Wright. Very unique style and very much the absurd one-liners like... My fake plants died because I did not pretend to water them. Jokes like that. So, uh, yep, enjoy both of them. They're on my personal top ten. And uh, definitely have to mention them here. Too bad they didn't make it into the combined top ten. But that's okay. We we got most of ours. What, eight, eight out of ten we both yeah. got? So, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, we hope that this will give you guys a lot of... Enjoyment and entertainment as you go and check out these uh, these comedians, and hopefully you will like all of them and not be put off by any of them. If not, then I'm sorry, but we did our best for you. Well, we did our best for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead and tell us what you think of them. Write in at tto at coser.us. That's our email address. Or you can go to our website, tto.coser.us, and add a slash 70 to go straight to the show notes for this episode. Yep, let us know who we left off that you think is funny that we should check out. We also, speaking of feedback, got some feedback. And let's see, we heard from your parents, Melissa, and they said they wish they had not been eating supper while we talked about our, our bucket list foods. <laughs> Because I guess uh, raw beef and caviar and bird's nest soup. All of which came porter from cake, your, sli- your list, if you'll remember. Porter cake. Wow. Did not, uh, did, did not or, or haggis, them. did not appeal to them while they were eating. So, But uh, they liked some of our other ones. And uh, they did say rabbit was great, which we have had rabbit since we made that list. And it was delicious. Speaking of which, I've also made... Turnip and tater and beetroot pie. Was that Beaver on your list? Pie. Yep. Okay. One of the red wall foods. So I'm there you knocking go. out my bucket list foods. You're doing it. Making making the dream happen. Yeah. Living the dream. And then heard from Megan a couple times. She really liked our uh, funny Bible stories episode, especially the dang it Laban part. Dang it Laban! And uh, so glad glad you enjoyed that, Megan. And then she also... Let's see. I think she had just mentioned that she really enjoyed our funny Bible names, uh, especially how we were saying Nurgle Shariser and Hattush. So there you go. Go back and listen to that one if you didn't hear it. Uh, we came up with some pretty funny ones, I think. All right. Well, our next episode is going to be in April, and it's going to be... Top 10 times I was wrong. 
That's right, top 10 times I was wrong. So until then, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Were there any comedians that we were looking at while we were making this list that you put at the bottom of your list? Just really don't share your sense of humor? Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Well, we listened to like five seconds of him. Yeah. Ten seconds. Will Smith's not a comedian. (laughs) Nice try. Uh, For me, it's George Carlin. You haven't heard any of his, but... uh, I know some of his premises are funny, but he's just he's just really bitter, just a bitter old man. Oh yeah, nah. And so uh, not not my style of humor at all. He's insulting the audience all the time. No, not necessarily. Uh, he, he came across that way. You didn't see any of him. You're thinking <laughs> you must be thinking somebody else. Who who was the old old Jewish man that watched? Oh, you're thinking Don Rickles. No, oh. Don, Don Rickles is hilarious. Yeah. I didn't care for him. Don Rickles is great. Yeah. Oh, you can't put Don Rickles as your least uh, favorite. Eddie Murphy would be Rest least in peace, favorite, Don. I didn't care for Don. <laughs>